0: Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show.
1: Hey, hey, welcome back. My name's Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant here in the great Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Uh, So... I want. To, I bring this up every three or four shows, I guess, um, it, because I just think it's a good one. Uh, a lot of kids, unfortunately, um, well, just everybody in general, it, there's no financial literacy in this country. It's not taught in schools. Uh, and so, you know, one of the... It can have a huge impact on your life becoming financial literate at a young age. Uh, and so one of the... I credit, you know, my grandparents... When I was a teenager, uh, gave me some money, uh, and so I said to myself, "Well, I don't think I want to buy CDs with this, like all my cousins did. I think I want to figure out something better." And so uh, my mother bought me a bunch of books, you know, about Warren Buffett and Peter Lynch and all these different inv- great investors. And not only did I invest that money, but it also changed the course of my life uh, for the better because I was a Maybe a bit of a listless student, let's call me, (laughs) but it gave me some direction, which was good. And so um, I took it on myself uh, to become, you know, sort of understand finance and and financial literacy and all the things like simple things like uh, budgeting, but also interest and, you know, get, get paid interest instead of pay interest, all those sort of simple things that aren't taught. Uh, And yet we just expect people to be experts at them. And so there's a great book out there. It's a very short book, 64 pages long, written by a doctor, actually, a guy by the name of John Lim, L-I-M. And uh, it's called uh, How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ, the Most Important Things. Uh, So again, How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ, the Most Important Things, written by John Lim, L-I-M. Uh, if you just Google it, you know, it's really cheap uh, to get on Amazon, but I think there's still a free PDF version on the internet that you can print off. He didn't, uh, this guy didn't do it to make money. He just like the idea of, you know, he did it for his kids and then put, made it available to the public. So I would urge you to to get it for your kids or grandkids because financial literacy uh, can have a huge impact on somebody's life, uh, especially if they start early, because what is the Eighth wonder of the world, Mr. Finelli. Compound
2: interest. Right. Grayson. Okay. Grayson's already financially.
1: Dad, go buy whatever. some money. <laughs> yeah, he just says, Dad, go buy money. <laughs> go buy more money. Dad, buy the ones that turn green. Green ones. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. I'm trying exactly. to teach him
2: to be a, you know, you're supposed to buy the red ones, but. Well, buy them when they're red and then yeah. make them turn green. That's what I've been. I've been yeah. trying, to, trying to communicate the nuance of that to him the last couple of months. Yeah.
1: Uh, so um, among the major components of CPI, the inflation number, the majority are showing lower inflation in the last six months, with shelter being the most notable exception. At seven and a half percent, that was the highest rate of shelter inflation we've seen in the U.S. since 1982. After, a while under, after wildly understating true housing inflation during the run-up, shelter CPI continues to play catch-up 14 percent since the start of 2020. Uh, versus a 21% increase in rents and a 41% increase in home prices. But if rents and home prices continue their descent, it's only a matter of time before shelter CPI turns down when that happens given the huge weighting of shelter CPI in the overall index. So shelter CPI in the CPI number is 33%. That could really make inflation turn lower. So once the housing market rolls over meaningfully from a price perspective and rent perspective, uh, the CPI number could fall precipitously, and we're
2: talking like end of Q two, really. When you know those year on year numbers start to go negative, uh, that'll be pretty positive news for the headline CPI. Maybe. Depending on what your boy
1: does next week, <laughs> yeah, we shall see. He could bring back. He could bring all that FOMO back
2: with the the Chinese reopening and what that's going to do for commodity prices generally. You're already seeing some uptick in the commodity indices, uh, and also, of course, energy input related stuff. Um, counterweight to that, so maybe we won't see the fall off that has been anticipated simply because of the Chinese. We sh- will find out.
1: Okay, so. I wanted to do this segment because uh, so much, you know, people are people think of the stock market as this like living, breathing thing instead of realizing what the stock market is and the, this idea that the stock market is rigged and it's a game and that nobody can win the game and all this ridiculousness um, makes people do crazy things with their money. I mean, and so when you look at investor returns, so the average return of the average investor out there versus the investments that are available out there, the returns of those investments, it's sort of embarrassing because you know it's based totally on those investors' behavior. And so there's been lots and lots of studies, and I'm going to quote some of these studies, but Morningstar is a great source of this because Morningstar, not only do they, if you pull up an individual mutual fund or ETF, they can show you the return of that investment, the fund or the ETF over a specific period of time, but then they can show you the average return of the investor in that fund. Uh, And the the Delta there is often really unbelievably wide. Like you, it almost is unbelievable that you can see a return that is such a high return versus the investor return. And so I think the greatest of all of them, and this fund's long since passed, but um Peter Lynch, the famous, the guy who essentially made Fidelity here in the Fidelity Magellan fund, uh, for 13 years from 1977 to 1990 or yeah. And, uh, And he averaged 23% compounded over that period. So, you know, best performance of a fund manager over a 13-year period. But the average investor in the fund during that period was just over 2%, 2 2.3%. And you say to yourself, well, how could that be? Well, the fund was unbelievably volatile. Like he would have unbelievably good years where he'd outperform the market by a huge, huge margin and money would pour into the fund, but then inevitably he'd have a bad year on a relative basis and money would pour out. And so it was a behavioral thing, right? People couldn't deal with the volatility of owning his fund to get the great returns that went along with it. Uh, and so their 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 return was really bad. And so the, the next decade wasn't too dissimilar with, remember, Bruce, Bruce Berkowitz
2: with, yeah, their home. Home, I yeah. remember I don't remember the exact statistics, but it was like north of three or four percent a year of underperformance. And that was simply because the outperformance was so choppy. And, you know, you'd see this, it would dramatically diverge from the market. And, of course, all the money would pile in after it had done well. And then it would, in turn, do poorly.
1: And then all the money would leave. So um, Morningstar did a study uh, from 1995 to 2014 and they looked at the average investor's return a bunch of, a bunch against a bunch of other asset classes. And they looked at in an average investor return that owned stocks, you know, so they were, invest, they were a stock investor in, in mutual funds. Uh, and the S&P 500 from 1995 to 2014 did 9.9% per year. The average investor over that same period did 2.5%. Inflation over that same period was 2.4%. So the average investor essentially did what inflation did, but when you looked at house prices, 3.2, uh, international investments, 5.5, Oil 5.7, gold 5.9, bonds did 6.2%. So if they just invested in bonds that were relatively low volatility, they would have gotten a 6.2%, almost triple what they actually got. And real estate investment trusts were up 11%. Um, And so, you, you know, what's what's why does that happen? What's actually happening? And it's because. Investors are getting in at the exact wrong time and getting out at the exact wrong time. So, and you look at the data of Fidelity looks at their, you know, Fidelity's the biggest um, custodian of four hundred one k's on the planet, and most of those four hundred one k's are self directed, meaning that the participants in the four hundred one k are deciding what's going on with their money, and they see money pour into mutual funds and to equity funds in late twenty twenty one. And then last year they saw money pour out, and so you know how do you make how do you get the 9.9 percent return that's offered by stocks? You stay invested through all of it, but behaviorally people are shooting themselves in the foot. So you know I'm not going to toot our horn too much, but you know if if you're having to pay us a a relatively small fee to get you closer to the market returns, isn't that worth it? If the alternative is your returns are awful, I would say yes. But you know not people have a hard time with that. So. Generally, most people's worst enemy is not picking bad investments. Most people's worst enemy is themselves and their behavior around their investments. You generally want to do the wrong thing at the wrong time, and that's what's killing you. All right, if you'd like to sign up for a free retirement view, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. Give our office a call to get that uh, scheduled. The number here is When we come back, we're going to talk about saving in taxable investment accounts. Stick around.
0: Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988.
3: Cosmic Family, this is Christy from The Depot. I hope this new year finds you ready for a fresh crop of blossoming. Whether it be the fruition of your dreams or the growth of your heart and all other success in between, The Cosmic Depot supports you in your push to the light. We got some tools here for you a huge selection of tarot and oracle cards wonderful handmade journals and candles for days beeswax soy wax scented unscented colored not colored from here in bend and there in germany and lots of places in between i like what i like for you here at the cosmic depot and i am happy to go the distance to get it and let me tell you it is all new goodness coming in daily now you bless us with an abundant holiday like no other and we reinvest in wonder picked especially for you cosmic is going to dial up the good vibes in 2023 and you will notice when you stop on by the cosmic depot at 342 northeast clay and bend open daily from 10 to 7
5: And each of us happy they want it to be easy and fun to make
3: your kids birthday party the best check out learning express toys website and explore their birthday box registry kids can make their own wish list of favorite toys and then you can
5: share the birthday box registry with family and friends that's learning express toys smart shoppers start at the ben factory stores south highway 97
4: because everyone needs an outlet
0: I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes.
1: Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a, a video in the middle and end of every month. It's five or six minutes long. We talk about what's going on in markets Uh, We we sort of focus on what's going on in markets, especially as it relates to our clients' money. It's sort of directed at our client base, but anybody can be added to the list. So if you want to get signed up for that, go to our our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. So there's been much talk about uh, the failure last year of the 60-40 portfolio. What I'm talking about is uh, a portfolio, a balanced portfolio uh, of 60% stocks and 40% bonds uh, is it, it considered a growth in income portfolio or a balanced portfolio for retirees. It was a good option, and it's been around a long time, uh, sort of a, a base for financial advisors that people, that they would put their clients in, especially if they're retired. Uh, and the, the idea was that the 60% there was in stocks would always provide uh, some growth over the long term, but in a year like last year, where we saw stock market volatility to the downside, the 40% in bonds would act like ballast and hold up uh, the portfolio against a big decline. And for most of anybody who's listening to me right now's life, that held up uh, really well. I think. The worst year prior to last year was 2008. Um, and it wasn't because the bonds in the portfolio did badly. It was because stocks did so badly in 2008. Well, last year, a 60-40 port, portfolio got obliterated um, because both the stock part of the portfolio and the bond part of the portfolio uh, both sold off sharply. And so it was the worst year ever uh, for the bond market and the worst year ever for a 6040 portfolio. Um, and, you know, m- there's lots of talk out there about, you know, is the 6040 portfolio dead? But there's also a lot of people that are saying now it's time to double down on that strategy because now rates are higher. Uh, and we, and a lot of people think that the 60-40 portfolio is going to be uh, a great option going forward. And we uh, have 60, we have people in 60-40 portfolios. The only uh, caveat we would have, and it's a big one, and it's an important one, and you're all still getting it wrong, and so are your financial advisors, is the 40% you have in bonds has to be very short in duration. Um, you, you can't take duration risk right now. Uh, you can't take credit risk right now. I mean, there is there will be a time when that can be true, but investing is about risk and return, right? That trade-off.
2: There's a, there's a huge caveat to the 42 and that we've never actually fallen. That's what I just said. Yeah, fallen in line. I, I just mean like, it, it, we don't ever wanna own the aggregate bond index and we never have and I don't no, think well, we it, ever will. No, were. no,
1: that's not true. We definitely own the aggregate bond index. Uh, I mean, not in the last- Not since you've been here. Yeah, I mean, not but in there, eight there, years. There, yeah well but what i i mean most of most of what are you talking about when rates are going lower ag the ag was awesome
2: yeah but it, i mean in the in recent history it's not been as duration continued to extend with more and more treasury issuance, it wasn't something that really made sense
1: right, but there like most of my life investing life, the ag was awesome tone fair enough, <laughs> and so i i in my and my point in bringing that up is that the taking duration risk and taking credit risk will be a thing again. Uh, And, you know, hopefully it coincides with me retiring. (laughs) Uh, But right now, the 40% that's in bonds, there is no – because if investing is a risk-return story, when you look at the risk you would have to take to take duration risk or credit risk, it makes no sense. Uh, And so we believe in the 60-40 mix wholeheartedly. You just have to make sure the 40% that you own in bonds is short, 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 and very high quality. When I say high quality, I mean U.S. Treasuries. And you still, when we look at free retirement views and we look at portfolios, you're all still getting that wrong. And those of you either with an advisor or not are all getting it wrong. And so, you know, it, it, it doesn't make sense to us that that's still happening, but it is. And so uh, you can still fix it. Uh, we don't think, you know, rates are going to go lower here for a long period of time. We think we're going into systematically higher interest rates for longer. And that's, I think, what Josh was getting at. Uh, okay. So this always boggles our mind when we talk about this with people. Um, but so we're bringing it up on the radio show just to make people aware of it as an option. Uh, but most of you, you know, get focused on saving in their IRAs, the tax deductible or Roth IRA and their 401k. Uh, and that's sort of how they think about their retirement savings, but um, there's another option because we all know that we have caps on how much we can, you know, there's a max amount you can put in a 401k or an IRA or a SEP IRA or whatever it is that you save for retirement in. But there's another vehicle that you can save for retirement in that is, no, there's no limit to how much you can save in these things and they are great from an optionality standpoint and that's a taxable investment account. So. Of course I save in my retirement accounts um, but I save way more money every year in my taxable joint account with my wife than I save in any other account by far and it allows me so much optionality you know pre-retirement there's no rules on when I can access that money um, you know as long as I invest it tax efficiently it doesn't become too much of a tax burden uh, and so you know but then also when I get to retirement at least as, as long as the rules stay, tax laws stay the way they are now, my tax liability on accessing, accessing that money is so much less than in my IRA money. So- and
2: I think even more importantly now, as, as the rules exist today, uh, as IRAs become less and less attractive to inherit, uh, this is a vehicle where, you know, if you leave, leave it to transfer on death beneficiaries, they get that step up in basis upon the day that you die. So it's a much more uh, efficient account to actually pass on to your heirs than piling away money in an IRA and then getting 10 years to take it out and uh, all being taxable at ordinary income during years that they're likely being high earners.
1: So like, you know, Josh and I would have been meeting, you know, the last two, three years, we've been meeting with with clients or prospective clients and they would say, you know, well, I have this three or four or five or $800,000 in the bank earning nothing what do I do with that money? I don't need it. And we'd be like, well, why don't you just invest in a taxable investment account? You know, and you can invest. uh, We we always invest that money as tax efficiently as we can. And you can invest the assets in a very similar way that you would have your other retirement assets invested. But you always have access to that money. Yes, you're going to have to pay taxes along the way, uh, but you're paying it at lower tax rates if you're doing it tax efficiently. And then you don't have to wait till you're 59 and a half and like your 401k. There's no required minimum distribution. There's all of this optionality that exists. I mean, I literally wouldn't have been able to buy this business if I didn't have a taxable investment account. And so, when you ask our clients that are retired, you know, the ones that have big IRAs and big retirement accounts, they're like, I don't, I don't want to access that money because that money that take out of a traditional IRA is taxed as ordinary income so my you know generally my liability there is going to be something like 30 or 40% of that money goes away in taxes where if i'm taking money from my taxable investment account my trust account my joint account whatever it is um, i'm just paying capital gains taxes at a lower rate uh, so maybe 15% for most people. Some cases it's zero, but I'm only paying taxes on the gain, not the whole amount. Remember, every penny that comes out of a traditional retirement account is taxed. All of it. So if you take out 100 grand, all of that's taxed. And if you take the same hundred grand out of a taxable account, you're only paying taxes on the gains and it's at a lower rate. Uh, and so from a tax liability standpoint, much, much different. And, and then they get us like Josh had a step up. In what prices. we already
2: mentioned is basically you just want control over where your marginal dollar comes from. And if you're not able to contribute it to a Roth,
1: which functionally does the same thing. Uh, this is definitely your answer. Yeah. So taxable investment accounts, uh, it always, it always amazes us when we talk about them and people are like, wait a second, you can do that. And you absolutely can. So uh, if you'd like to talk about that, you have questions about that uh, and want a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, including uh, taxable investment accounts and how to set them up, whether it's joint, TOD, put them in a trust, whatever it might be, uh, we can help you with all of that. Uh, So if you want to get one of those scheduled and have at least $500,000 of investable assets, Call the office to get it scheduled. The number here is 800-743-0988 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about asset location, not allocation.
0: Sign up for our e-news today.
5: Are on sale now for the On Point Community Credit Union Oregon Winter Fest. February 17th through 19th, presented by Wild Mike's Ultimate Pizza. Be part of the Northwest's largest winter festival. More ice carving, more fire sculptures, and light art. And this year, take a winter carnival ride. Bring the kids to the expanded indoor children's area featuring Omzi and get hot at this year's additional indoor music stage. Rock out Friday with the Sugar Hill Gang and Warren G. I
1: got the sound for you, and it's easy to see that it
5: you get down Saturday with country music sensation Tyler Farr. This out. Tickets are on sale now at OregonWinterfest.com or at any on-point branch. Additional sponsors include 10 Barrel Brewing, Oregon, Crater Lake Spirits, bliss CBD, Avid Cider, Consumer Cellular, Best Med Urgent Care, Co-Energy Propane, Eagle Crest Resort, generac KTVZ News Channel 21, LeafGuard, Lanza, Pacific Source Health Plans, Redmond Proficiency Academy, TDS, Ukaya, visit Redmond, The Source Weekly, and this station. High Desert Chamber Music, in collaboration with the Tower Theatre Foundation, invites you to a special evening featuring the Central Oregon debut of the Rodney Marsalis Philadelphia Big Brass. Marsalis, principal trumpet for the Chamber Orchestra of Philadelphia, leads a veritable dream team of virtuoso brass players in a high-powered display of infectious beats from Bach to Bourbon Street. The group reflects the diversity of America and is dedicated to bringing the joy of great musicianship to audiences of all ages. Opening the concert will be the Youth Choir of Central Oregon and joining the brass band will be High Desert Chamber Music's own violinist, Isabel Singer, for a very special collaboration on stage. This will surely be an evening you don't want to miss. This Live at the Tower presentation is brought to you by Mission Building and takes place Sunday, March 5th at 7.30 p.m., at the tower theater in downtown bend get details and tickets at towertheater.org. high desert chamber music come hear the music we love it here and we think you will too welcome to
3: alpine meadows beautifully kept landscaping alpine meadows has one bedroom apartments and two and three bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer beautiful decks patios and designer kitchens Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dalles, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails. A place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens.
4: You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend corner of Butler Market and Void Acres Road, professionally managed by Norris & Stevens. I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked
2: after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life.
3: After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50-plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash romance. That's silversingles.com
5: slash romance.
0: Eight actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed.
5: What does it feel like to file with Taxlayer and get your guaranteed maximum refund? It feels like the last level of a video game. Facing off against the final boss who stands between you and your refund.
0: All oh, your refund is belong to me.
5: Using the power of Taxlayer like a secret power-up he doesn't see coming.
0: Only the most tax confident can defeat me.
5: Throwing your laptop at his video game face and watching him crumble into a giant pile of shiny coin tax refunds. Oh,
0: not fair. You use Taxlayer.
5: Save up to 80% when you file with Taxlayer. Start for free.
0: Mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter.
1: Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. If you want to get added to the e-newsletter list, go to our website, uh, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Just say, add me to your e-newsletter list, and uh, you'll get twice a month an email from us uh, with our a uh, uh, link to our video where Josh and I talk about what's going on in the markets and that's the only thing that we will send you mm-hmm. so at the end of last year uh, the president signed into law uh, the SECURE Act 2.0 uh, which made some changes and I'm just going to talk specifically about changes to Roth IRAs and 401Ks um, there were a lot of changes that were made uh, and you know we've talked about them and I'm sure we'll continue to talk about them uh, in the year to come uh, but the new bill. So previously, in a Roth 401k, uh, you used to have to take the money out on a regular the schedule of the regular 401k. With the new bill, the Roth 401k, uh, you'll you'll have the same rules as the Roth IRA starting in 2024, which means you don't have to withdraw, withdrawing uh, money from a, a Roth IRA uh, when you're in the RMD phase. The other big thing, and this is a big one, um, employers can now offer matching contributions to the Roth 401k. So, l- l- let me give you an example. Let's say you had a a 401k and you had a traditional option and a Roth option. Previously, the employer match had to go into the traditional bucket uh in the 401k and and so in your 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 contribution went to the could go to the Roth. Well, as part of Secure Act 2.0, the employer's match can also cont- go to the Roth 401k. Um and so that's that's a big change for people. Um, the other thing is, current retirement accounts uh, allow people 50 and older uh, catch ups in the traditional, but now the Roth 401k is going to allow uh, uh, catch up contributions if you're over 50. Um, and if you're, uh, the new bill will allow uh, those who earn more than 145000 uh, have a catch-up, can put the catch-up money on a Roth 401 case starting in 2024. So um, the other part of that is uh, you can now take your 529 money. So previously, uh, 529, if you have money left over, let's say your kids didn't go to school or you had money left over because they got a bunch of scholarships, uh, um, then, you know, that you had to pay a penalty in taxes. Uh, now the money in a 529, uh, you can move it to a Roth IRA starting in 2024. There's a lifetime $35,000 limit though. So let's say you have $40,000 or $45,000 in a 529 left leftover. Um, you can only put 35,000 of that in the Roth IRA uh, per beneficiary though. So that's, that's good. Um, so that's a, I, I, I mean, that's I might actually do that when my kid's 529. Just, of, of course, Finn and Reese, don't freak out. I'll pay for you to go to college. But I might take your money and your 529, at least 35000 of it, and uh, put it in a Roth for me what, and, and your mother. What a stratospheric
2: boost to their re- retirement that would be.
1: you Should, know, Because anytime time I see… I'm not going to give it to them. I'm going to give it to my <laughs> wife and I.
2: <laughs> well, anytime I see kids that started contributing to Roths in their teenage years and you know here 10 years later after being here for nearly a decade you know it's pretty wild just to watch compounding play itself out over that time
1: oh yeah I mean if I so let's say I take 35 grand each kid and I put it in there and I convert their 529 to a Roth uh for them at 22 years old or 21 years old that's going to be a big number if if, as long as they keep contributing to it I mean that's going to be a huge amount of money for them tax-free see I'm not such a jerk (laughs) <laughs> they, they won't listen to the show. I, Don't, I worry. Don't worry. Well, they'll appreciate me when they're 65, and I'm saying I told you so. Okay, uh, we talk a lot about asset allocation on this show, uh, but in this segment, I wanted to talk about asset location. So, Josh, briefly, uh, what is what 's asset location as opposed to asset allocation? Why, in our world, we feel like asset location is never thought about
2: asset location defined is it 's basically just the gist of it is where you're, where you keep the money you 're investing, whether that 's in a tax advantage account, a tax freak account like a roth or a taxable account, and so it 's not the same as asset allocation but which is more dealing with what you actually own, uh, whether it 's stocks versus bond or whatever else but we're just talking about where you're going to put it, whether it's going to your 401k or it's going to that taxable brokerage account. You know, we call it a TOD transfer on death. Uh, those are that's the decision that you're making is
1: where, what type of account is the money going to so, go? So, so for example, Josh has a taxable account with his wife, joint account with his wife. He has a traditional IRA and he has a Roth IRA, and so all of those have different tax features, right? Um, and so. Deciding what is going to go in each of those um, is going to be different, especially as Josh acquires more assets and his and his taxable income rates go higher. Deciding what, and and then also the important thing is tax rates are going to change. Josh is thirty six years old. Uh, tax rates are going to change a whole heck of a lot between now and when he's sixty six. And so, making sure that he puts the right securities in each of those accounts can have a huge impact. Because remember, the important thing is. Think about taxable, uh, your taxable investment accounts. The only money you can spend is the after-tax money, right? You have to pay taxes on those first. And so if we look at tax-inefficient investments and we put them in taxable investment accounts, we're really hurting our situation. And, you know, the, the reality is of, of the of the investing world, though, which it, which is very ironic, is that sort of the best investments they 're tax efficient generally, right, and when we think about the ETFs that we have, we, we put the same general ETFs in taxable accounts as our as our tax deferred accounts because they 're so darn tax efficient um, but that, that sort of is also why they are I think um, another, a good investment.
2: another reason it 's particularly more relevant now is when bond yields were zero, and right. you had a treasury paying you a tenth of a percent uh, in a taxable account that uh obviously that tax-free nature uh, of the state tax-free part of of the treasury component didn't really matter but all of a sudden now that yields are dramatically higher all of a sudden asset asset allocation within the asset asset location is really relevant again and that uh, is super important because again after tax returns are ultimately all that matters we highlighted a couple segments ago what owning an actively managed mutual fund? You see that headline nine tenths of a percent uh, active management fee. The tax inefficiency component is essentially equivalent to another one and a half percent in fees piled on top of the active management fee you're already paying.
1: So I can give you some good examples. And so right, you know, right now it's not the best time to be buying municipal bonds because of the way the rate environment is looking. But you know, I, I looked at the national bond uh, ETFs like the Vtab at Vanguard. You know, and it started the, the yield's three and a half, three point eight percent. So it starting to get to a point where we're, we're going to be able to buy municipal bonds again. And so when you think about a municipal bond, especially if you buy an Oregon, I mean, it's, you live in the state of Oregon and you buy an Oregon municipal general obligation bond, for example, um, it's triple tax free. You're not paying tax, tax at, the, at the local level, the state level and the federal level. And so why would you put that in an IRA? But we see it. So believe it or not, we see it in a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. We see tax free bonds in there. That's an, that's what you're going to own only ever want to own a municipal bond in a taxable account because that's how you're going to get the true benefit. Um, you're not going to want to own, for example, uh, something like a real estate investment trust, a REIT, in a taxable account because those generally kick off quite a bit of income. By law, REITs have to pay out ninety percent of their uh, of their income in the form of a dividend, and so they generally have higher yields. Because of that, they get better tax treatment at the corporate level. Um, but you know, that, that yield that comes to you is going to be taxable. So if you have a higher allocation to REIT, it's better to have it in those tax deferred accounts. So as Josh mentioned, you know, when you think about as bond rates keep going higher and higher and higher, you know, you're going to probably want to, if we get to where the 10 years at 6%, um, you're going to want to have more of your fixed income in your, IRA and your, your traditional IRA and your Roth IRA, because that's kicking off all that income and you want that to stay deferred. Uh, you don't want that in your taxable account where you're going to have to pay, uh, in, you know, taxes on that. So asset location can have a huge impact on your life. You know, it's not just a, it, it, because as Josh said, the only money you can spend is after tax money. And so focusing on uh, what securities go in which one of your accounts can have a huge impact. We know when we look at accounts, most financial advisors aren't doing it and the do-it-yourselfers really aren't thinking about that. Uh, but asset location is almost as important as asset allocation. Asset allocation still trumps it all. everything, almost everything at the end of the day, uh, but asset location can be quite impactful. Also, all right, if you'd like to be part of the show, call us 877-670-7117 or go to our website, NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com and send us an email. When we come back, one last segment where we'll tackle some of your emails. Stick around. Get your free one-hour
0: retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show.
4: Be advised, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa. Today through Sunday, Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center Redmond.
2: Save thousands.
4: Be advised, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime chance to save thousands on a hot tub and swim spa. Today through Sunday, Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center Redmond. 18-month interest-free financing. Brand new 2023 inventory. Ready for immediate delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo Center Redmond. Huge factory incentives, factory rebates, this weekend only. Deschutes County Fair and Expo, Center Redmond. We can remove your old hot tub. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Come see the revolutionary new swim spa in action at exceptional prices. Deschutes County Fair and Expo, Center Redmond. Free delivery of your new hot tub. Just relax and enjoy. Today through Sunday. Deschutes County Fair and Expo, Center Redmond. Today, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Free parking, free admission, free delivery. Deschutes County Fair and Expo, Center Redmond. Call 888-SPA-SALE or visit hot tub and swim spa sale. Com.
6: Disasters happen, and Oregon faces a range of disaster threats, including earthquakes, floods, and storms. You can prepare now by taking three important steps. Step 1. Contact your insurance company to make sure you have the right amounts and types of coverage. Step 2. Create a home inventory by taking photos or videos of your possessions in each room of your home. Step 3 gather and make copies of important identifying and financial documents. Store them in the cloud or another secure location. These three actions can help you and your community be more resilient in the face of disaster. Be disaster ready by being insurance ready. Visit dfr.oregon.gov slash prepare now to learn how. This message brought to you by the Oregon Division of Financial Regulation the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station.
4: I didn't think it was possible to meet someone like Susan. We just clicked
2: after realizing we each have a strong sense of self and share the same core values in life.
3: After taking our advanced personality test, Daniel and Susan matched on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for 50 plus singles who know what they want. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash romance. That's silversingles.com slash
0: romance. Made actors representing true customer testimonials. Names have been changed.
3: Are you drowning in IRS tax debt?
0: I owe the IRS $37,000.
3: Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS.
0: Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything.
3: Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for
0: free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-841-0908, 800-841-0908.
5: Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking now without cravings, irritability, weight gain, or your money back. Only $49.99 guaranteed. Don't just cut down, but stop smoking once and for all. Also, lose all the weight you want for only $49.99 guaranteed. Let hypnosis destroy unwanted cravings, late-day eating binges, boredom eating, stress eating, and lose the weight. That's right. Seminar Thursday, February 16th at the Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in Bend. Stop smoking 8 p.m. Weight loss 5.30 p.m. Sign up for both at markpatrickseminars.com.
0: your free retirement review meet with a northwest quadrant investment advisor today for free it's our offer to you as a listener to the show call us today to schedule your portfolio review 800-743-0988 again
1: 800-743-0988 thanks for joining us my name is tyler simonis that guy over there he is one mr josh Finelli, and we appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us so you know it's funny to me about uh the you know we talk about all the time and and this isn't this is uh from sir john templeton but he he famously said that the most expensive words in the investment business are this time it's different but for some reason everybody all the talking heads want to say that this time it's different. I don't know if it's because they're being hopeful and they also still believe that a fat man in a red suit comes down their chimney on December 25th every year. Um, but everybody's talking about this soft landing and that and that inflation will just sort of evaporate. And, and so when you look at um, inflationary periods going back uh, for a bunch of different decades, uh, we've never had a time when Inflation has gone away without having a recession. When I say inflation, I mean above average inflation. So obviously we just went through a period with above average inflation and we've never had a time where the economy didn't go into a recession to deal with the inflation problem. And so, uh, Mr. Finelli, maybe you can explain to my wife why maybe this time is going to be different. (laughs) Uh
2: Uh, The argument for the this time is different crowd is I think the demographic transition. Wait, are you in that crowd? uh oh boy I, I don't know I mean that the leading economic indicator thing being down you know 11 out of 12 months now and you've never seen uh that r- frequency without well escaping a recession wildly inverted yield curve yeah the wildly inverted yield curve being the other one um but more importantly actually
1: companies laying people and off. then you
2: <laughs> I, then you watch even the GDP report the cyclical stuff is uh, actually a drag on GDP uh and, you know, housing, of course,
1: is a very powerful leading indicator. Itself. So what's the argument, though, of the people that say this time they're going to tame inflation? without? The argument is
2: just that, you know, you're going to see close to four million people leaving the labor force this year in the form of baby boomer retirements. And we're only halfway through the baby boomers leaving the workforce. And there's just literally not enough labor to replace them. And that that in a nutshell is why we may engineer a soft landing, because the frequency of jobs. Uh, wait, wait, but we under, we under near a soft landing and inflation goes away. I, I'm not a believer in inflation completely rolling over in 2023. I think it takes longer to get to that quote, average inflation target. But I think that uh, you are living in the pie, castle in the sky, if you think that you'll get a combination of both.
1: But doesn't, um, I'm pretty sure on the, the front of uh, Jerome Powell's desk is, <laughs> is Paul Volcker's book, right? I I agree. Where he describes how they made uh, some bad policy mistakes by pausing too early uh, in the early 80s. But, you know, I
2: think the argument that we've been making for the last couple of years on the show is that wage push inflation is something that is going to be durable. And it always was going to be. COVID just made it
1: happen sooner than than it otherwise would have happened. I guess time will tell. Uh, All right. We got an email from a Greg M. Greg says, uh, you guys talk about buying ETFs that track an index. How do I go about selecting an ETF provider? That's interesting. Most investment companies now offer them. How do I know which company has the best one? Uh, I think that, you know, this is
2: sort of specific to everyone's individual circumstance. But what we tend to look for, of course, is uh, low cost being the most important factor, uh, scale inherently confers the benefit of a lower cost. So, you know, in the interest of disclosure, our ETFs are spread across either BlackRock, their brands iShares, uh, Schwab or Vanguard. They all have pretty comparable offerings. Uh, they all follow their own indices that, you know, the, each provider has
1: indices that they prefer. Um, it. Yeah, that's the one thing most people don't understand, that there's different index providers.
2: Yeah, so you have your MSCI out there, you have your uh, FTSE, uh, you know, for instance, Schwab large cap, which we use, uh, follows a Dow Jones total stock market index, not necessarily the S&P 500. But there's a lot of nuance to it. Uh, But I think most importantly for retail investors is, you know, look at the actual expense ratio. Uh, that's going to be the biggest dependent variable driving forward return but also you know when you look and see what percentage you know how big is the etf itself uh that lower spread costs. yeah. The, the
1: etf and the volume because they're because these thinly traded etfs these smaller etfs that are thinly traded there's this spread so a, there an etf has a bid and ask when it's being traded and the wider that spread the bigger cost to you so you know the etfs that josh and i use all the things that he described but we also want them to be large in size and also lots of volume in them in our case we need the volume because when we make trades it's you know, $50, $60, 70000000 million that we're making a trade on in an individual ETF. And so we need to be in a position where we're not moving the... I mean, we we do move the ETF a little bit when we trade in them, but not to the extent that you would as a retail investor. So, but you just want... You want size, you want you know a big firm that has lots of assets that's been doing it, uh, and you want lots of vol- vol- volume in the ETF. So. But pay
2: attention to that underlying index. I think that's another really important thing is when you go on the fund company's website, look at what it's following. I mean, for instance, like in small caps, we use an index that tracks the S&P small cap 600. One of the criteria to be in that index is it has to be a company that has real earnings per share. It has to be profitable. Uh, the Russell 2000... You know, I, a third you,
1: of it's not profitable. Yeah, a
2: third of it's zombie businesses that maybe doesn't exist in a couple of years when uh, interest rates raise. Their, you know, the higher cost of capital results in. Uh, bad things for the business but even in like here.
1: emerging markets have very divergent what you know China yep. not China so uh, you know South Korea not South Korea so you know in not all index providers are created equal and not all index ETFs and the, the thematic the
2: thematic stuff is what you really need to be uh, pay attention to because it avoiding could, could be some proprietary index that uh, you know there's not you don't really you need to look at the index that it's actually tracking to know uh, sort of the integrity of what you're purchasing.
1: But but I, I think, you know, what we would say is like, generally when you're buying, you want most of you out there to simplify your life. You want broad-based index that, you know, so, but but the hard part about for most people is what Josh described in the small cap index space is there's a big difference between the Russell 2000, like Josh described, and the one that we own. But are you, are you the individual investor astute enough and are going to do the work to figure out which one you own. I would say, you know, owning small cap is still important and you don't have to get it perfect, but it can make a big difference in your return. And so um, generally though, you want the big providers like Josh said, iShares is BlackRock. They're they a huge asset manager. Vanguard obviously is another huge asset manager. Uh, and then Schwab is, is gaining lots of traction and, and we like uh, some of their ETFs in certain spaces. So those are, the, you know, those are the three that we use and we use the different ones for different reasons. But Uh, We like them because they're extremely low cost, uh, very tax efficient, lots of volume is traded in them, and so we're not moving them. That's our show this week. We appreciate you listening. As always, remember, buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week.
0: Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances, and, if necessary, seek professional advice.